here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105 FM in Peter Maritzburg. The South African uh, Revenue Services says uh, that there's been an increase in the number of taxpayers who are claiming deductions for working remotely. Now, companies had to allow their employees to work from home as they heeded government's call from last year to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Now, the 2020-2021 tax filing season opened this month. So how exactly do taxpayers go about making claims for deductions. Is it something one can do for themselves, by themselves, online, or um, will one need a tax practitioner to help them? We are joined by Dr. Sharon Smalders, who's Project Director for Tax at the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Smalders, and uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Good morning to your viewers as well. This is a tax season like no other because the 2020-2021 financial year has been a year that has spin-tailed absolutely everything, the way we work, uh, the way income has been received, and here we are needing to claim for working from home. Yes, unfortunately that is the case, and and I don't think it's good news for a lot of taxpayers because... Uh, SARS has recently, you know, released an interpretation or draft interpretation note on how to claim these home office deductions. Um, and unfortunately, the law is quite restrictive in this regard. And until there's changes to the law, uh, SARS has to interpret it as it stands. And it, it is quite restrictive for, for a lot of employees earning remuneration that have had, had to now work from home. Can you please take us through some of um, what has been stipulated around these um, uh, deductions? Yes, sure. So I think the first starting point is that, uh, you know, taxpayer does not need a tax petition to assist them in this regard. They can do it themselves. Uh, SARS has um, dedicated a web page on their, their site to these home office deductions, and they've set it out quite nicely. They've included links to all the necessary documents that you need, as well as the link to the YouTube webinar that they did. Um, so I do urge uh, taxpayers uh, to go and look at that before they claim anything. And as you've seen in the, the press lately, is that SARS is looking at these very critically and has disallowed a lot of people that have already tried to claim these deductions. So there's basically five requirements that, that need to be fulfilled before taxpayer earnings remuneration. I'm going to focus only on employees that now have been forced to work from home because it differs for commission earners, etc. But for the normal person that earns a salary every single month, there's five things that they, they need. The first one is that they've got to receive the remuneration uh, for the duties performed mainly in the part of your private home and mainly means more than 50%. And I'll touch on going into each of these in detail, but the, the five requirements are so you've got to earn remuneration and the duties must be performed mainly in your private premises. Uh, you must have a dedicated room in your premises where you conduct your work. This room must be specifically equipped, number three, for the purpose of that remuneration. Number four, that room must be regularly used for the purposes of performing your duties uh, that you earn that remuneration in respect of. And the last one, number five, is that that room must be exclusively used for purposes of performing those duties. And I think that last one, is the one where a lot of people will fall foul. But before we even get to that, I think it's point number two, is that dedicated room. Now, at the moment, we, we kind of disagree with SARS on the interpretation. They have put out in, in the interpretation, et cetera, that they regard that if you don't have a separate room or a specific room 
you would not be able to claim any of these deductions. Now, we know most South Africans don't have, a, you know, a separate room where they have their own office or study. I mean, it, it's really the, the minority that would be able to claim that. Um, so we have a bit of a concern. And the, the law refers to such part. It doesn't mention a room. So we do differ. We have made submissions to SARS on their draft interpretation note. But they do seem to require that you have a separate room. But I think one that's that's more restrictive as well is the exclusively used. Now, exclusively means 100%. Um, and that's where we have a, a bit of a concern as well, is that, you know, if you don't use the 100% for these work purposes to earn your, your salary, um, you can't claim this deduction. Now, a lot of people are working on their dining room tables or on the kitchen table, whatever it may be. And unfortunately, if that is the case, in terms of the law as it currently stands, and, and SARS unfortunately has to stick to the law, um, they are saying that that is quite clear, that you know it has to be a separate study and office. You can't let your kids come and use it. You can't have dinner on the table, etc. Um, you can't share a room, and that's another concern. Um, you, know, you might have a separate study, but um, the husband and wife might both be working from home, and, and so seems to feel that you, you can't share the study, and if you are sharing it, it's not being exclusively used, and neither of them can claim the deduction. And we, again, um, have made submission to SARS in this regard that that surely cannot be the case. You should be able to apportion. You know, each person can get a part of the room. You can't deny both of them. Um, a deduction because, you know, they're sharing this, this office space. Sure, it seems that uh, there's a lot uh, that is uh, still murky when it comes to what mm-hmm. and how you can claim for these um, remote working or home office deductions. Uh, I'm going to ask for our A-team listeners to weigh in on this conversation. It's, it's new to all of us. And yes, it's uh, when something is new, it's work in progress. It's a moving target that we are trying to fix. And I'm glad that uh, the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants are keeping an eye on this and making sure that we as taxpayers are able mm-hmm. to have a voice. So call in and um, you know give us your opinion or give us your questions around how to claim for tax deductions for working from home. 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 SMSs can go to 41391. We are talking to Dr. Sharon Smalders, who's Project Director for Tax at the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants. Now, with all this murkiness, <laughs> when will we taxpayers know exactly if your submissions and your contributions around um, the, the regulations that SARS has put in place will be amended or adjusted accordingly? Yeah. So at this, at this stage, there are certain things that need to change in law. So, so SARS's hands, and as they put in the webinar, their hands are kind of, kind of bound at this stage because the law is the law. So we are hoping that in, in this new taxation laws amendment bill that should, you know, should be released quite soon by National Treasury, that they would have made changes to the section considering the new norm for, for a lot of employees that are now forced to work from home and will continue to do so going forward. Um, so we are hoping to see changes to the legislation in this regard pretty soon, um, and we will keep tax pays informed of those those changes as well. Um, as it stands currently, this is a draft interpretation note, it, and if viewers want to go and look, it's interpretation note number 28. Um, there, it's issue two, that is the one that stands at the moment and would apply to the tax season, that, uh, tax returns that are being filed at the moment. Um, the draft one is issue three, and this is where they're trying 
to you know go into a little bit more detail and provide more clarity. But as we said, there, there is still a lot of grey areas that need need clarity. And um, despite the law, you know, it's, it, we just need more clarity. For instance, you know, insurance. You know, is is it? We know, um, you know, the household insurance would not be claimable, but they didn't mention the homeowners insurance that relates to the building and structures, etc. Uh, what do you do? Because um, another important point, and I think that viewers need to, or listeners, sorry, need to take into consideration is the capital gains tax implications should they want to claim these uh, deductions. Um, at this stage, if you have a primary residence and you sell it and your proceeds that you, you, you know, your profit, your selling price is less than 2 million rand, there's no capital gains tax implications you find. But as soon as it is more than 2 million rand, um, you have uh, to pay capital gains tax um, if it's not used for private purposes. Now, in this case, you'd be using part of your private residence for trade purposes, which then would be subject to capital gains tax, and you'd have to do a whole portion of calculation. Now, um, in the interpretation note, SARS has said that this capital gains tax will be payable whether the person claimed did not claim deduction for these home office allowances, which is also quite worrying, meaning that, you know, taxpayers in any case would need to keep record of all these expenses that they've incurred, which we've again, you know, made a submission to, to SARS in this regard. Um, so taxpayers need to be aware that if they do pay these um, expenses for income tax purposes, there will be uh, capital gains tax implications uh, should they sell their house later on uh, if the proceeds on that sale is more than uh, 2 million rand. My question, and I think there's a lot of taxpayers who are asking it. We know that uh, the receiver of revenue will have audits um, once you've submitted. Now, how will they audit whether or not I have a standalone office? Because we are not permitted to share a a bedroom or the dining room table. You know, it needs to be a separate. How will they audit this? Does this mean that they'll be coming to our homes? (laughs) Well, in the past they did. Um, So so just to warn taxpayers as well, uh, in the past they did just pitch up one day at, at your premises and request to see your home office. I think at this stage with COVID, what they might do is request um, photographs of it, um, but nothing is stopping them from, from pitching up at your office um, or your home and, and asking to see your home office to make sure that it is exclusively used. But it is a difficult thing to, to audit. Um, but like I said, they, they do have the ways and means and, and by all means have the right to, to pitch up at your, your premises to have a look. So let's say my premises fit everything that is currently required as it's, it is right now and I submit my returns. Yes. Can you take us through some sort of like, you know, percentages or amounts that people can be expecting from their claims? Well, yes. Um, basically, you've got to apportion all the expenditure that relates to your home office. Now, that, that's things like if you're renting, it will be your actual rental paid. If you're not renting, it will be your interest on your bond, your rates and taxes, your electricity, uh, cleaning services, and repairs and maintenance. Now, be very careful with the repairs and maintenance. It's only that part that relates to the home office that can be claimed. Now, all of those expenses um, need to be apportioned based on floor space of your premises. So you actually need to have a, a, a floor plan of your house that you would actually need to submit to SARS should they request it and audit you, um, showing exactly how big your home office is in relation to the total buildings um, on your premises. Now, when you do that apportionment, it's not um, the whole property size that you take, it's just the 
buildings on your property that you take into account. And in the webinar, that they went in and said that, you know, it's not just the main dwelling that you have to take into account when you do this apportionment calculation. It's got to include things like your garage, your workers' quarters, etc. So it's a bit broader than what a lot of taxpayers might be thinking. Um, so again, I do urge them to go and look at the SARS website and, and listen to that webinar where they, they go into a little bit more detail about these things before um, trying to claim this deduction. And also, you know, things like insurance security costs. Um, another big one that's of concern is the fiber costs. SARS in the draft interpretation note says um, that you cannot, the installation of fiber in your home would not qualify as a deduction because it's not part of your premises as such. Um, now, we know a lot of taxpayers have had to go and install fiber, et cetera. And at this stage, um, unless your employer reimburses for you, you would not quali- that would not qualify as a um, deduction on the home office allowance um, because they're saying it's not linked to the premises. Bear in mind, though, that there are certain other sections under which you can claim other expenses, um, such as wear and tear. If you have a um, cell phone or computer equipment or a modem, your desk, your chair, etc. If you are the owner, and that's very important, if you are the owner of these uh, particular items and they still have a useful life, uh, you can claim wear and tear on those particular items. But but things that a taxpayer would not be able to claim um, are, for instance, stationary, cell phone costs, uh, you know, your coffee, your tea, your repairs on the computer as well, because that's not linked to your home office as such. Dr. Smalders, I've got a question here from uh, one of our listeners via mm-hmm. SMS who says, Good morning, this is Tabo. I would like to know how do I check if my SARS deduction from my employer is being paid to SARS? Um, well, that should be. Yeah, that's a difficult question. I mean, it should be reflected on your RP5. So every employee gets an RP5 certificate from the employer, which indicates the uh, employee's tax that has been withheld uh, from their salaries each month. Now, the, the question asked, I think, is whether or not that amount, although it's been withheld from your salary, has actually been paid across to SARS. Yes. And, and bearing in mind that that is actually a criminal offence if the employer does not pay it across to SARS. Um, there's penalties, etc., involved in, in that regard because the employer is actually acting as an agent on behalf of SARS and it's basically theft by the employer. Um, so I think the best would be to try and contact SARS and, and find out whether or not that has been paid. And, and to be honest, in a lot of cases, with a lot of businesses struggling at the moment because of COVID, etc., um, there is the, the possibility that that could happen. But it is fraud, and employees, uh, employers should be paying it across to SARS and can be held um, guilty and liable for penalties if they do not pay it across. So I would suggest contacting SARS and confirming that that amount has actually been paid. All right, simple as that, Tabo. In in terms of those who will meet all the the criteria that has been outlined by the receiver of revenue when it comes to claim tax deductions, will this not create, uh, you know, the, the the culture of not wanting to go back to the office because now I can claim tax deduct, uh, deductions for certain elements because I work remotely or I'm working from home. Will this not cause employers a bit of havoc when we are now able to all go back into the office? Yeah, look, I think it, it's a, it's a, one of the benefits if you can claim it. And my concern is I think at the moment as it currently stands, there's going to be very, very few taxpayers that can actually claim this deduction. 
Um, but let's assume you can. Um, I, I think it is a benefit. I don't think you'll get a lot. I think it, it's not a lot of money that you're going to get back. And that's, again, you know, bearing in mind that the capital gains tax consequences of this, it, it's not a, a huge benefit. But if your expenses are high, I, I suppose it can help. Um, but, yeah, will it influence you going back? Most probably. But, um, yeah, I, I think the employers have the ultimate say in that, you know, that they decide on where the employees work um, and, and they need to take that up with the, you know, do, um, in our, for instance, we've done surveys, et cetera, to see what is the feeling around this. Is it working for employees and employers? And, and then a decision needs to be taken at each individual company from there. Well, let's definitely hope that, um, you know, as you engage with SARS, there will be uh, good outcomes because if you're saying a lot of people might not be able to qualify, then it, it, it makes not much difference from those who are working remotely. When will your engagements with them be uh, concluded? Well, look, we've made our submissions. It was last month already that we made it to SARS. So, so we're hoping that, you know, as I said, that now in the July, July beginning August, when the Taxation Laws Amendment Bills are released, that we are hoping to see changes to the legislation in this regard, which will make it a lot easier for SARS to actually uh, implement, you know, to make sure that, that people are complying with the law. Um, so the law needs to change to make it easier for taxpayers to be able to claim this. Um, but even if the law doesn't change, we have made certain suggestions to SARS to, to change the, the way in which they interpret or, or make it clearer to, to taxpayers on how they are planning on interpreting these sections. So it's up to SARS basically that the ball is now in their court and we're not sure. I mean, it's too late for this tax filing season unless, of course, they do make the changes to the section retrospectively in the law, uh, which we'll find out as soon as we receive the taxation laws amendment bill, which will be any day soon now from, from National Treasury. And then obviously based on that, FICA and, and all taxpayers can make submissions to National Treasury to say that either we agree with your changes, thank you very much, or we disagree and it's not as lenient as we would have hoped and we would obviously make um, engage with SARS and Parliament on this particular matter. A quick question before we go. Our listener is saying, good morning, I'm 61 years old, I'm a male, I'm self-employed and generate quite a substantial amount of money. I do not collect my pension as it's not necessary. Do I have to pay tax? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. If you're earning income, uh, you, you do have to pay tax. Um, that's just the way it works. Um, yeah, no getting away from that one, unfortunately. One thing that's a definite is uh, <laughs> paying ta- uh, taxes. <laughs> so give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Dr. Smalders, thank you very much for shedding light on this for us. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. It's 11 o'clock on the dot. Let's go to Luyanda Mawume. Uncle Lou, you made a promise. I hope you are going to keep it.